this episode, we are discussing the infamous Doreen Virtue. What really went down and happened with her? And what's still going on? Join us. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jamie. I have an interesting little topic I want to talk about. It's kind of like a different way of doing things. I want to talk with you about a person. Oh, okay. This person is certainly influential and both notorious in the intuitive world. So I think it'll be a fun topic. Okay. So the person I want to speak about is Doreen Virtue. Uh, Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know... Just your thoughts about Doreen Virtue, like the, like a short little, if someone was like, what do you think of Doreen Virtue? What's like your couple sentences answer to that? Like before we get into this. I would say that Doreen Virtue um, is a sellout to the patriarchy. (laughs) I like that. Harsh, harsh, but, but uh, I think that that's the trajectory that she took. I think you're right on, you know? I want to cover sort of what happened. I want to present my case to everyone of to show that she is most likely a pathological liar. Aye. Um and I want to I want to present you some evidence, okay. but I also want to discuss along the way like why this was a big deal and like kind of what happened because I think it's I think it's incredibly important. Yeah, she was really detrimental to the whole intuitive community. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Okay. So let me tell you who Doreen Virtue is first, and then I'm going to give a disclaimer. (laughs) So if you don't know, Doreen Virtue was an author, speaker, teacher, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, Her company's name was called Earth Angel. Um, And she had over 50 books and decks um, on spiritual and new age. You know how much I hate that term. She she loved that term. That term was her BFF. Okay. Um, But all kinds of topics like that. She was really big in like the Hay House. Yes. She still kind of is like her stuff's still on Hay House. They have like a license agreement to still be able to have it much to her dismay. Well, I think um, her cards are like starter, a lot of starter cards for people. Yes, exactly. I have many Doreen Virtue decks, most of which I've gotten rid of, but there's a few that I still mm-hmm. really like. Again, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but to give a few examples of like courses that she had just to like paint a picture, uh, certified angelologist, angel therapy practitioner, fairyologist, uh, indigo children expert. She would make predictions. That was something that she liked to do. Um, she gave readings. I think she was most quote unquote famous for like her visions, like visions of angels, visions of things going on in the world. And there's, there's a, her sort of famous story is that, um, She had a carjacking and she was saved. Her life was saved by angels during her carjacking. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Um, She just another background. She has several degrees in psychology. 
Okay. Um, a lot of people like to attack her over the fact that the degrees she have, like they don't like the places she got her degrees. Like it, it was distance learning, whatever. Oh. I don't really want to join that train, but I'm just going to point it out as like, she, she, I don't think she ever went to college for these degrees. Right. Well, in, in online learning is very different now than it was say, in the nineties, which is like that, like they they probably were a little more suspect then. Exactly. Um, she's currently 63 years old and she is currently married to her fifth husband. Hmm. Okay. He has two children with her second husband. Okay. Okay. All just facts. I'm not judging her for any of those things. I'm just putting them in as info on Miss Doreen. She also looks like the stereotypical, like the person that you're probably, if you don't know who Doreen Virtue is and, and you're inver- envisioning based on Heather's description, you're probably like dead on for what she looks like. Yeah. She is like what you picture when you think of like a new agey kind of like teacher person speaker. Yeah. Like everything that like we're trying to break not like not her but we want to break that look that aesthetic that stereotype yes so she will talk more about her and some of the stuff that happens before she denounces all of this stuff um but basically she becomes a born-again christian and you can't see me but to jamie i just did the quote fingers around born again right here's why (laughs) She always described herself as a Christian with a new age twist. Yes, I do remember that. So the born again claim, she says it, um, and a lot of other people tell her about it, is kind of weird because she was always religious. Yeah, her her materials always use the word God, like where I would use universe. Like I always found myself replacing that part with my own terminology because she was heavily influenced by religion. Agreed. She says she grew up um, in Christian science. Mm -hmm. And there are, no, there are different accounts. We talked about the lying thing. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the Doreen became very famous in the nineties. There was not a lot of like internet interview fact checking. Right. Right. (laughs) It now all lives on there and we can find all of the times that her story is different and changes and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to play some clips, but I'm not going to do these clips because they're not interesting enough in my opinion, but there are quotes and again, audio and video clips of her saying that she never read the Bible until this conversion. And then there were other clips of her talking about how her mother would have her read the Bible as a kid. So even back then, she was changing her story around a lot. Right. Now, that might not sound like a big deal, but I think you'll understand why I feel like it is later. I think it is a big deal. Like integrity is important, especially if you're dealing with intuition and helping people. Exactly. So Doreen now is part of a church called the Truth for Life Church, which is an Episcopal church. Okay. Um, 
the things that Doreen believes, which we'll talk about for the research that I did, they don't really seem all that in alignment with like the Episcopal church in general. Okay. There seems to be the, this like subset of like, I don't know, I'm going to say around 10 different um, shocker white male ministers. Right. Of course. In this sort of religion that have this like small part of their religion where like Doreen is in with them and it's like very oddly strict and incredibly hypocritical. Okay. So I want to, I want everyone to know where she went to, but I don't want it to be heard. Like this is how all Episcopal people believe, because when I was doing research, it's very clear that a lot of people in the Episcopal church are really not a fan of Doreen. Yeah, I can imagine. So keep all of that in your mind. Okay. Where the story kind of gets a little kooky is we're get, we get a jump to when Doreen owns a ranch in Hawaii that is a animal rescue sanctuary. Okay. This is in, this is like 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. right? Those, you can see 2015, she's talking about this place, but like this is where we are in, in our time frame. Okay. Okay, how do I say this without sounding like a total ass? I don't think that I can. I'll just say it. Okay. I think that Doreen just jumps head into whatever she's doing without doing much research or thinking much about it because I think she has I think she has a bit of a Jesus complex herself. Oh, I could definitely see that. This becomes a problem later. We'll get to that. But here's where I see this with the ranch. There's interviews of her talking about the ranch, soliciting donations for her ranch, where she has over 4,000 rescue animals. Okay. There are quotes of her talking about how she lives in this postage stamp of a house and the ranch is huge to take care of the animals. But then when you look, it's a, it's a 3,000 square foot house. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a big postage stamp. Like, like she's trying to make it sound like she's right. down and out and needs donations to rescue these animals. Uh-huh. Um, it's very uncomfortable to watch because Doreen is in at this time, as far as like, we, I don't know what financial mistakes she might have been making, but she's a multimillionaire. Yeah, I was going to say she has to have made so much money on the sales of just her like cards and card decks alone. Exactly. So (laughs) she keeps asking for donations. There's a clip I found of her saying most people were sending in donations of like five to ten dollars. And I realized that to them, that is a really large, significant amount of money. But to us, it wasn't doing enough. Oh, yuck. So she's like blaming people for no, they're not donating enough money to the sanctuary she started. So the sanctuary ends up closing. Okay. She now there is a lot of controversy around this sanctuary or some people are calling it a ranch because they don't feel like it should be called a sanctuary for what went on there. Right. Um I had trouble being able to verify what exactly was true and what wasn't. So I'm just going to tell you what the controversy is and no, I don't have enough information to, to tell you what is, what is true and what isn't. 
Okay. So she says that she's going to sell her ranch. Her and her husband are selling the ranch and they are going to move back to the mainland. They end up moving to Washington state um, because they cannot afford to keep this animal sanctuary going. Mm -hmm. And she says that they just jumped in and it was wrong of them because they didn't know how to do it. They just had their heart was in the right place, but they took in all these animals. And what they know now is they made all these mistakes that a lot of animal sanctuaries make where you just take them all instead of rehoming them. Like you just take them all and try to do it. So again, do you, do you hear the icky undertones of this? Yes. She's everyone's to blame except herself. Yeah. So she says basically that this animal rescue has like financially ruined her. Okay. I don't believe that. Moves to Washington state, but buys a multi-million dollar home. Okay. Doreen. And now the controversy is around if the animals got rehomed, if they were left, if like what exactly happened, where like that they didn't make sure they went to responsible places. Like there's all kinds of controversy about what happened. There are quotes of her saying, um, we just left. And there are quotes of her talking about how much work it was to rehome everything. So again, we have this lying going on. She's like the original Tiger King or something. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. I wish there was a shot. Okay. So here's where I want to say two things. First, clearly around this time in 2016, 2017, you know what? Let's say 2016. If you were a follower of Doreen at all, which I was, I'll talk about that in a second, you started to notice the shit was going a little crazy. Uh Now Doreen is already a little cuckoo. We'll talk about her demeanor in a minute, but like she's already a little woohoo. Like, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. She's just a little wacky centric. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, yeah. So to be watching her and going like, what the heck's going on with her? Something is really off. Like, right is I remember noticing that before any of this stuff happened. She has not denounced. She's talking about the ranch. Something happens here. Right. This is a a cry out to all my investigative journalists out there who might listen, whether you're a professional at it or you just like to do it like I do. Somebody figure out what happened here. Cause I know with every fiber of my intuitive being, something weird happened here that we don't know. Yeah. Okay. In her life at the ranch, I do not know, but she, she just leaves the ranch like fast. I don't know what happens with the animals, but she gets the hell out of Dodge. Oh my God. Something goes on because you can see, go back and watch interviews from the 2015, 2016 timeframe and watch them and watch her be like basically deteriorating on the screen. Okay. Something goes on. I don't know what it is, but I would bet large amounts of money, not as much money as it takes to run an animal sanctuary, but still large amounts of money on the fact that something happened. Right. Some catalyst moment happened for her. Yes. Okay. So here, before we get into the insanity that ensues after this, I would like to to say a little bit about how I felt about Doreen and I want to hear how you felt too. Okay. Back in the day... I always very much liked Doreen Virtue. 
So when you grow up in the 80s and in the 90s, there weren't a lot of people talking about anything spiritual. Uh And the ones that were, were mostly like in the mediumship lane, which is awesome and was great. And I loved all of those people too. Doreen was like doing this cool stuff where she was talking about angels and fairies and like all this cool, cool stuff. And you could get these card decks. She made Oracle angel cards a thing again. Again. So like for those reasons, I, I liked her. I, I think that I'm a certified angelologist. I don't remember to be honest, cause I never cared about any of the certifications, but I took a few of her courses, um, especially on archangels, she, really cool courses because one of the things that was signature about her is that she would not just tell you like what she thought she would also back it up with all different religious views. Oh, Okay. So like, for example, when she's teaching about Archangel Michael, the material would include what the Catholic church thought of like how he was referenced there, how it's in like a Methodist church, how it's in a Muslim, like you would see, like she would, she would show all of that stuff, which I was a huge fan of. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Here's what I was not a huge fan of. Uh The way she spoke. I don't know if you remember this, Jay, like odd odd tutti fruity language all the time yeah and like she had this voice that it seemed like she was trying to like purposely trying to make it kind of like ethereal and like floaty and but also had this air of superiority that I don't think she realized was coming out but I was reading like she wasn't doing the service that she thought she was doing for everybody because it was like she felt so much better than everyone. Agreed. That was very evident in her books, in my opinion. I did not care for her books because they were all about her and not enough about like, this is what to do. It was more about her as like a visionary, all about all the amazing visions she has. Mm. Um, And would constantly refer to herself as an earth angel, again, named her company that, right? So like, yeah. Yeah. Now at this time, Doreen is still doing well. Like she fight. like, I don't know, again, I don't know what, what is causing like money to go out for her, but income wise in like um, what she's getting for card deals and, and book deals and speaking gigs, she's still doing well. Right. Her, she's not on the top of her game anymore. Right. People are starting to get away from her sort of style of spirituality. Yep. So much now to the point that if she was still doing her thing, I think cancel culture would come in and cancel her real fast because she, I can see now something I didn't see then that like talk about cultural appropriation. Like she wasn't just referencing like different cultures and different things. Like she was using it without any knowledge of like its origins without pointing to that stuff. Like I see that now I'm going to tell you, I didn't see it then. Yeah, I I agree. I think she used a lot of um, like indigenous practices without permission. Um, And I don't think that she felt like she needed permission. She didn't, she didn't come off like she wanted or needed that. It's like she knew better than everybody. Exactly. So I, my point to to adding that in is that like, I, I don't want people to think that she was like, it's painted like she was at the top of her game and, and had this 
this like change of heart. She, her star was fading. Yeah. And I I think that the tide was changing. Like you had the Gabby Bernsteins that were coming in that were doing the same type of um, work, creating decks, but it had a newer feeling, a younger feeling. Um, it, It felt like much more in touch, like Rebecca Campbell, all those people were coming in and it felt much more authentic to me. I mean, I came into this game like very late. I didn't, I mean, I didn't have, I was much later than you were on that, but like my first couple decks were Doreen. And I remember feeling like, who is this lady? What's happening here? Yeah. I think around that time where you're coming in is an important time because one thing that I will say for Doreen is that she stayed true with her stuff to who she is Mm -hmm. Um, as far as that goes. Like, obviously she's not going to stay true to who she is in a few minutes when I tell you what she did. Like she didn't try to be like Gabby Bernstein. Like she was saying who she was. So high five to that. Problem being before she had nobody else in the field. Like she was the only one. Like I remember her touring with Deepak Chopra and thinking like, what a weird combo of humans because yeah. it was like the old school and the new, not that Deepak is new school, but do you know what I mean by that? Like Very different. Also a great example of like first wave Indigo. Remember when we did that episode? Yeah. Not being able to like manage like second wave Indigos are like looking at her and going like, huh? And yeah. that's super interesting because she like literally taught courses on Indigos. So yeah, but she missed a memo somewhere. Like I said, the, if you guys haven't listened to our Indigo Crystal Rainbow episode, I highly, highly recommend that. But what I'm referring to is my theory that there are two waves of Indigo energies. Um, Doreen does not talk about that. She talks about just Indigo energy. Right. Um, but I think this kind of further backs my theory up when you look at Doreen and that sort of like, older way of doing things. I'm special. I'm the one that has the gifts, not so much everybody else does. Right. A great example of that. And it's clear that she wasn't willing to like pivot at all. No, she wasn't looking to grow at all. There's a difference between like being authentic to who you are and being stuck in the olden days. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. She was not able to, to do that. So point being, she was going if there were like deals where people were going to, you know, pay her a lot of money for books, I don't think she's getting the kind of money she was getting before. Gotcha. I think she's starting to feel that she's intuitive that this is not going to continue to work. Gotcha. Like the money's not coming in. The fame isn't staying at the level that it was. Yeah. And she's clearly in financial trouble. And I'm, I'm saying on record on recording something happened. Right. So she's in some kind of trouble, peril. I don't know what's going on, but something happens. Okay. I don't think we know about. Okay. Now I wish we knew more about this because I think it's this, the script and the story is like this new agey person like is saved and moves to religion. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, it drops like a bomb. Yeah, but then nobody looked into it other than just the surface story. There are so many awesome videos and blog posts and things from from people like you and I, Jay, who are talking about what it was like for them to have Doreen do this because they were like me 
And it, Doreen was like, oh my God, there's someone talking about this stuff that I can learn it from. And, you know, she might not have like be exactly in line with how I see it, but like she has all this research and information and, you know, she's a degree in psychology. And like, so she adds a lot of that stuff in and like, oh my God, like, like finally someone who makes me feel okay to be who I am and to like what I like, and then have that person change and denounce that and go into religion there's so many amazing things about that, but there are, there's so little like real reporting on it. Right. Because it's the script, the patriarchy wants, it's the new age to religion jump that is exact. So it's like, no one's going like, what, what really went down here? Right. Well, I think people in the intuitive community were so mad. And a lot of people I think were so hurt, like people who had, studied her for a lot longer than I had and used her stuff for a lot longer than I had. I think I got the feeling that a lot of people actually felt very betrayed by her, that it wasn't just like, Oh, I found religion. I'm born again. Cause everyone knew that she had that religious aspect. It was that she then decided to denounce the entire community and all of her own work. Like, exactly. It was incredibly like confusing and hurtful. And I really think a lot of people felt very betrayed. Agreed. I certainly felt betrayed and disappointed, mm-hmm. but I want to say it wasn't because she left the spiritual quote unquote new age world and went to religion. That's not why it's, it's what she did and said after to, like really it it was gross. We'll get into it a little bit more, but like, it was that, that pissed me off. Like you have every right to change your belief system, whether you're leaving religion to go into more of like a spiritual thing, you're leaving spirituality to go into religion. You're leaving it all. You want to worship the lamppost down the street. Like you go do your thing. I'm, I'm no problem with that. The fact that she shifted gears does not bother me again, because she always was religious it's just the way that she decided to handle it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I think it gets painted as like, Oh, all these spiritual people, all these intuitive people are pissed off because it looks bad for them. And it, that had nothing to do with it. Again, she was kind of like a dinosaur in the field. Like it wasn't. No, but it, it's this feeling of like, you brought me in. Like I, I bought your stuff. You taught me all of this information and now you're saying it's wrong. So you're saying that I'm wrong. Like, it's not just like, a. it's not, it, the problem isn't in her own personal beliefs. It's what she's, it's how insulting she is about it yeah. to people who paid her money, who made her millions of dollars. Right, exactly right. And now she profits from speaking out against it Aye. with her book. She has a bunch of books that, which we'll talk about in a second. So it's, she's. Uh-huh. She's really still profiting off of it. Do you know what I mean? And you know that there's a whole entire collective of people that love that book, that love her denouncing this and going over to to religion, that they, there's probably a huge audience for that. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to now say controversial things about religion. So anyone listening that can't, hang for that here is the time to like maybe fast forward for a couple of minutes 
Um, but I encourage you to listen because I'm not against religion. I'm going to speak for you, Jay. You're not against religion, but there is, I'm going to come for you, whether it's religious or not, if you're doing shitty things. So this is what I'm going to, this is where it's coming from. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Many religions are fine. I have no problem with religion. I have a problem when a bunch of people who all look the same, meaning are all white. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on here. A right. group of all white people yeah. are going and saying, believing anything else and denouncing things that are part of other cultures. When they're saying it's demonic, I have a problem with that. As well you should. Why why is that okay? It's not okay. It is disgusting. If you choose to believe that stuff in other cultures is wrong, that's fine. But going around and denouncing it and saying those people are demonic and evil is gross. And it is an example of that like conqueror mindset of white supremacy. It's all of that. And I'm so sick of people like, sugarcoating it it's not it is freaking white supremacy is what it is well that's what the church and that's what white supremacy has created in this country is this shield of freedom of religion which is everyone should have the right to their own religion but it shouldn't be weaponized against other people like it we've gotten so far down that like road of white supremacy that people can now say you're demonic, you're evil, you're not a good person, you deserve to go to hell, and that's okay because it's because my religion says so. Exactly. So like religion has become a shield for people to do really hateful, horrible things. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So that's what I have a problem with. That's what I'm speaking out about. Same. Not religion. That aspect. It- right. If a religion is doing that, if they're saying those kinds of things, uh uh-uh. And like I said before, she's in an Episcopal religion, but I'm looking and there's a lot of things in the Episcopal, um, like what Episcopal Episcopal people believe that is not in line with what Doreen Virtue believes. So I'm not saying that that whole church is that way. Uh Uh-uh. I'm saying there's a sect of it. Like in many religions, there's like a very, like, um, I don't know, what's the right word? Like intense version of it that. Yeah. I mean, the Episcopalian church from what I know of it is actually like a very like sort of mild version of religion, like a sort of what I would consider to be like a safer version of religion. Yeah. Like a much more forward thinking. Yeah. um, For sure. Like, absolutely. So that's why I was surprised when I saw that that's what she was in. Um, like some sort of like cover, like some religious front or something. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be an an evangelical church. So did I. Yeah. So I was surprised. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, Jamie, do you know what goes really well with listening to a podcast? A great cup of coffee. Yep. And if you're local to South Shore, Massachusetts, you've got to check out Restoration Coffee. They're a specialty coffee shop that's been voted best coffee on the South Shore numerous times. And they offer more than just a great cup of coffee. They have specialty lattes, breakfast and lunch options, a cool vibe, and a really friendly staff. 
And if you're local or not, you can also order their beans, which are roasted in-house, by the way, and have them shipped anywhere. Yes. I'm going to go grab myself an Americano. No, grab me a Rachel with oat milk. That's my favorite latte. All right. You got it. And you know what, Jay? The owner is also really hot. Um, You should know you're married to him. <laughs> All right. Visit restoration-coffee.com. That's restoration-coffee.com. And tell them that the intuitive girl sent you. Okay, let's talk about what happened and what she did and what she said. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Doreen doesn't just say that she's changed her mind and her ways. She says that she realizes that all of the new age, again, quote unquote, new age, that's such a stupid title, but whatever, um, is actually demons in disguise tricking people. I hate this shit. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Well, then you'll like this because I'm going to show you how she just keeps changing her story to fit the narrative of what these religious men are telling her to say. Okay. So at first she comes out with a story where she says that she has a vision of Jesus. Okay. Now I'm going to read you just a little smidge clip of her words. Okay. Now this, what I'm reading to you is from a book that she self published. um, And it was called the joy of Jesus. Um, This book is no longer available. (laughs) We'll talk about why in a minute. Okay. Okay. So she said, and standing or rather hovering in front of me was Jesus himself. My eyes were open and I was 100% sober. I've had spiritual visions throughout my life, but this was more real and all encompassing encompassing. I wasn't just seeing I was in the experience. It's difficult to put what happened into words, but I'll try his presence filled my entire eyesight. His eyes were outstretched. Like he was inviting me to him as a welcome home to a prodigal child. His facial features looked Middle Eastern with brown tone, dark brown, wavy shoulder length hair, brown eyes, and his heart, his heart was shining these rays of light in all directions, huge, bright, pulsating beams of light. Um, And she goes on to keep describing this. I just, there's one other piece I want to tell you. Oh, I felt the sensation of Jesus being crucified with the crushing weight of the world's sin upon him while he suffered at the cross. I gasped and I realized that Jesus had absorbed all of our sins. This experience was beyond real. It was him. How do I know for sure it was the real Jesus and not a false apparition from the enemy? After all, demons do disguise themselves as Jesus, Mary, and angels. Some people say that any vision is from the devil, yet the book of Acts in the Bible describes how Saul saw a vision of Jesus that led him to conviction. And then she just goes on and on and on, backing up how she knows it was not a demon, it was the real Jesus. I think we should give her credit for acknowledging that Jesus had brown skin. Well, I'm going to take that credit away from her right now. No. (laughs) (laughs) She had a painting commissioned of the Jesus she saw. Oh. And this was a very white man. 
I'll send you the picture. I'll put, we'll put it in the show notes too. Um, So like she did reference him as middle Eastern, but then we see a picture that she had and this is, this is like me on my palest day. Yeah. Yeah. She couldn't actually live with the idea of him not being white. Exactly. Okay. So now we get to talk about how her story keeps changing. So that's the, that's the original story. Okay. Then, um, so this is in like, uh, January, then in April of 2019, she's interviewed and she says the same story, but she adds in that she was pushed back in her chair by how strong the experience was. Okay. She's also saying that this experience happened to her while she was in church. Okay. (laughs) All right. October of 2019, she starts to shift her story a little bit. And she said it was as if she saw a picture of Jesus, like the veil shifted for her and opened and she saw Jesus in heaven. That's not what she said. Exactly. Why I read you her weird descriptive words, because she's, she's talking about like experiencing him in front of her. Um, she, at one point she references how tall he was, like he was six foot tall. Like she's saying like it was happening. You can hear her saying like, this was this amazing experience happening to me. Right. He's backtracking. Now the story is changing to, it was a picture of him in heaven. Okay. Okay. All right. In April of 2020, she goes onto a podcast and tells the same, it was a picture of the veil shifted version of her story. Okay. May of 2020, she starts not telling her story so much. She's just like alluding to it. June of 2020, she's just, she's telling a different story. Oh, maybe she wants to come on this podcast and tell her story. <laughs> no, she's not invited. I don't want her on. <laughs> she can send in an audio clip and I'll consider playing it if I like it. She can leave a message on the website. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play you a clip. Um, and you have to forgive me for the quality guides of the, of the audio. I'm doing my best to get it so that you can hear it well, but I'm playing you a clip of an interview that she did and I'm going to play it. And then I want to talk about why it, it pissed me off so much. Okay. Okay. So this is from, um, this is, I think this is the end of May. This is from an interview, um, that she did. Even back then, people would say, maybe it was a demon, and I was open to that. Maybe it was a demon. Maybe mm-hmm. it was my imagination. I I don't know. I thought it was Jesus. I right. thought it was, but that's not biblical, I can see now. He's at the right hand of the Father. You know, maybe, okay. maybe heaven opened up, and I saw him at the right hand. I don't know. It could have been a demon, but then I always kind of joke. It was a horrible demon, because he pointed me to the Bible. Oh God, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for her. So she continues with that story for a while of like, Oh, maybe it was a demon. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. With complete and utter lack of responsibility. Clearly she's, it feels like she's just sort of bouncing off the questions. Like whatever she's asked, she's just sort of saying whatever works for that. Like you said, she's just trying to fit whatever narrative she has. Yeah. And so she, at this time, is selling a new book called Deceived No More, which is denouncing and showing all the demonic things in the New Age world. Oh, my so, God. 
her narrative has shifted because I think she's, she's denouncing having these visions and stuff. And so she's trying to sell her book. So she's shifting gears. Right. And she's trying to show that like, it could have been a demon and demons exist. So buy my book. And what a piece of shit, because this is why I'm so mad and why she's not allowed on the podcast. (laughs) If I saw her, I would kick her in the shin and whatever repercussion I got from kicking her in the shin, I would gladly take. Okay. Um, she went in and denounced this. She spent a lot of time. You can look it up on podcasts, on TV interviews, not any major stations, but ones that would take her, um, on her YouTube channel, on social media, where she has a huge following trying to get people out of the new age world and into religion and selling books about that and claiming that the reason she left was because of this vision of Jesus. And then she just nonchalantly is like, well, maybe it was a demon takes no responsibility for the fact that she has this influence over people. And and like, whatever, again, it, remember when I said she dove into the animal sanctuary and just was like, whatever, I didn't know. Like right. she's doing the same thing again here. Gross. Yeah. I hate so it. So gross. I hate it. Um, I have one more um, clip to play you. Okay. I purposely chose this clip because I knew it would piss you off the most. Great. <laughs> the quality of it is not great, but hopefully you can you can hear it and you'll understand why I picked it. This is from an interview um, that was from November of 2020. Buying tail, if you will, for new ageism. Why, why particularly do you think that is? You were, you were talking about maybe abuse in their past or things like that. Why, why is it that women seem to be more attracted to the message of, because I, I, as a man, I think, you know, like, you know, I, the, the idea that I've never done anything wrong and that I'm significant and valuable, like that, that sounds like a universal message, but I, I agree with you. It does seem to predominantly prey on women why why is that why do women seem to be more attracted to the new age message well i think it's the eve syndrome i think that we as the you know second creative the creation order um we're we're more prone to being deceived yoga classes same thing which is very new age we'll talk about yoga hopefully i was going to ask you about yoga (laughs) i wanted to talk about that they're probably 90 percent women and then Maybe five percent men who are preying on those women. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so we we're more prone to deception. I mean, I have my theories. My theories are that because we have to have nonverbal communication with our babies, mm. that perhaps maybe we're a little more prone to focusing on feelings. Yeah, and maybe. It's all about with mystical Catholicism, which is very highly revered in the New Age. Um, and, and, and in the lukewarm uh, progressive churches is about having experiences way more than what scripture says. Right. I'm going to stop her there. It goes on. She goes on to describe um, the oh. complex. Uh, yeah, she lost me at Eve. As soon as she said that, I was I tapped out. She Or Eve syndrome, she describes it more. But um, she's basically saying that women are more are more prone to being tricked prone to deception mm-hmm. more prone to deception not that women are being taken advantage of that women are more prone to deception that's like when you know people are saying like 
um, you know, there, the amount of women raped instead of the amount of men who raped women. Like that's along those same lines for me of like, it's right, that's, all around. Yeah. You're, you're victim blaming there. You're, you're blaming the victim for being tricked. Wow. Yeah. And I'm playing these, these clips because I want you to see that this isn't just somebody who left this world and went to religion. This is somebody who's like doing harmful things and saying gross things. Very harmful. She denounced that you heard her denounce yoga. (laughs) Yes, I did. Again, a culture, a different culture. Mm -hmm. That's not hers that she doesn't know anything about. Exactly. I'm sure she would be, she would have been so happy to steal like, the sounds and the, the, the music mm-hmm. that come from like, from Indian culture. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure she used all those. Can you imagine how many yoga retreats she was paid to be at? Of course. Yeah. So again, you'll appropriate the culture for yourself, but then you'll denounce it when it's convenient. And not only say like, oh, it's not great, but that it's demonic and that it's preying on women. Yeah. So Doreen published something called the A to Z list where she goes from A to Z and names things that are demonic. I think you showed this to me one time. I did. I think I remember this horror show. Okay. So I'm going to just tell you some of the stuff that's on. (laughs) And I tried to pick things that weren't what you'd expect. Okay. She's obviously against all the stuff that you would expect somebody who's shifted into uber religious judgy gear to be. But here's some additional ones. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Drumming circles. See, right. Of course. Because it's someone else's culture. Mm -hmm. Feng shui. Someone else's culture. (laughs) (laughs) The term following your heart. What? (laughs) Why? She also like has a star under that and it says following your bliss, following your dreams. Oh, because you only follow God. Oh, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. Harry Potter. How dare she? (laughs) What? Because that's magic. Obviously that's bad. Right. And I put that one in, not because it's a shocker, but just to illustrate like how far in she is, like how she's thinking about life and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Get a grip. Okay. Um, The term pagan. (sighs) So something that describes a culture. Someone else's culture. Right. He used and profited again, profited off of, and either knew the origin of a lot of stuff that she teaches like fairyology for example is is all pagan culture um right she either knew that and decided to just throw this under the bus anyway so if you do any research into pagan culture consult our episodes on the sabbats and stuff um you'll see that there was never a demon there was never even a devil in pagan culture so you're you're a quote-unquote expert on fairies p.s doreen I have your fairy deck where you talk about how paganism has no devil. So don't. Yeah. She, she's just throwing everything under the bus. She doesn't care. And appropriating culture that she once profited off of. Mm -hmm. Um, The peace sign. (laughs) 
not not the fingers, like the actual peace sign, because it's an upside down cross. It's not an upside down cross, but that's what she said. Wow. Okay. Reiki. Shocker. But Someone else's culture. Again. Sage. Saging. Someone else's culture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. I'm going to see how many times I can get you to say someone else's culture. <laughs> <clears throat> Yoga, like we talked about before. Someone else's culture. Astrology. Someone else's culture. <laughs> um, unicorns. Hmm, I don't know whose culture that is, but it's not Christianity's culture. <laughs> I just can't with that. Um, the term universe. So not like specific enough to God, maybe? Mm-hmm. You can only okay. say God. Even if you're referring to like galaxies, you have oh. God terminology. Yeah, that's too scientific. Yeah. Statues. What, like a false god or something? Any statue, yes, for that reason. Um, the term empowerment. <laughs> oh, uh, why? Why? What could be wrong with that? Well, it's demonic, Jay, which is the reason for everything, because you shouldn't be powerful. Only God should be powerful. I can't. I can't with that. Yeah. And then do you remember the name of her her company that I told you in the beginning? Earth Angel. Yeah, that term's on the list. (laughs) That is incredibly hypocritical. Oh, my God. Okay. To add to her hypocriticalness, in an interview I found from just a few months ago, she says that her change into religion came from when she was driving in the car, listening to a sermon by someone named Alistair Begg. Okay. Now a whole different story. So we're wiping out the vision story and now we're just going with a sermon really spoke to her and she converted. Does she not realize what she's doing or does she not care? I don't think she's well enough to understand. She does not seem okay to me. Really? Yeah. Now I'm not excusing her behavior, but oh. it's not, it's, it's pathological lying. Like people who are pathological liars don't care and can't keep track. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She seems not, it seems like it's, she's lost control of the stories or lost control of what she's supposed to be saying, or she doesn't get it. It seems like she's confused. Mm-hmm. There's another story I found of her saying that when she was baptized is when she um, realized that all of the stuff she was doing was demonic, not when she was listening to um, this pastor or not when she had a vision in church. So there are three different now of her story. Yeah. Three origin stories. None that actually make much sense. Yeah. And you can listen to her interview uh, or her, her stories of like listening to this pastor, Alistair Begg or whatever. Um, and she, what she says is he was talking about being a false prophet and she realized she was being a false prophet. So in that version, it's a whole, it's like somebody wrote the script for her. It really is. It's, it's, I can't, it's too much. It sounds so gross. All of it. Yeah. Okay. So one, one more thing that I want to add into this is that, so she has two sons. 
one of her sons, Charles Virtue, um, who has recently changed his name to I think Evan Bishop. I think it's that. I'll 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 find it and I'll put it in the show notes. But um, he changed his name. Uh, he didn't say why, but I can guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can too. Um, he, for, for a while, back when Doreen was still doing this stuff, he was doing this stuff with her. Like he worked in the company. He did a lot of the teachings and like when she would go and speak somewhere or, or do workshops and seminars, he was there as well. I remember this. Okay. So I'm going to refer to him as Charles, but I, I respect that he changed his name, but my brain can't like switch over for it. So just okay. for purposes of this, I'm going to call him Charles Virtue. Um, Charles Virtue still does this work. Really? So you can find him on like Instagram, on social media. Um, and like up even as recently as March posts about like angel stuff and angel courses, posts pictures of the card decks, pulls cards for people. Um, and I found a, an Instagram um, conversation. I had to do a lot of digging, which was why I was late to our appointment to uh, record <laughs> but he was asked about his mother and like for so many times he didn't respond but he responded to that a to z list uh-oh what do you say so let me <clears throat> let me just read you a little bit it's very very long and you guys can go find it it's in response to uh the neuro success coach she posts um about it like asking him to comment and he decides to When I struggled with my spiritual beliefs, she was there to guide me to what I still consider to be the truth. My mother and I have taken many, have talked many times since her conversion. And I've asked her why she has to be so extreme. Um, And then I'm going to skip down. Um, She said she was guided by, by the God. I know when someone's message goes from love to fear in the blink of an eye, it's more than their journey. It's more about their journey than anything related to truth. When feng shui and Harry Potter are suddenly synonymous with the devil, something is very, very wrong. This A to Z list, which is no way, which in no way can be corroborated by even the most extreme interpretation of the Bible, is meant to do only one thing, confuse and scare those who are insecure about their beliefs. I love my mother and I will not go to war with her new stance. It's not my mission, but I can't ignore the negative impact her recent teachings are having on people. It's more unnecessary confusion and chaos in a world already full of it. And he keeps, he keeps going on, but um, so I encourage you to look, but he very kindly speak. Like he doesn't, he doesn't say she sucks, but he does say she's, it's not okay. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit for that. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's a tough call to say about your mom. Exactly. Um, I'll, I'll throw in here and add too. um, I can't find proof that she doesn't still profit from stuff. So like she claims that she, that she has Hay House give everything to charity. I can't find any proof of that. Lying liar. No way. No way. There's controversy that her son Charles gets the money and then gives it to her. But from what I'm reading that Instagram comment and post to me seemed really genuine. So I don't know, but like I'm telling that is a theory because he, he still profits off of some of her stuff. She's definitely still getting the money somehow, some way. There's no way she's not. Yeah. Again, pathological liar. I think I've shown this woman doesn't tell the truth. So super, super sad. Um, 
And then I just have one question to pose to you here at the end, Jay. Okay. Why isn't she ever coming out and doing what a lot of people do when they're trying to like denounce this kind of stuff and saying she was a fraud, that she was faking, that none of that stuff was real. She's not taking that stance. She's saying everybody else is demonic and that she was just tricked. Like, why wouldn't she just do that normal patriarchal script of it's all fraudulent. It's to trick people. It's to sell to people. This is not the way this usually goes. I don't know why she's not doing that. I mean, I, I guess to me that points to more of her, of her lying and her inability to stay like on her own brand. I think it really points to some narcissistic behavior that I, I feel like I've been like sort of showing a little bit, which is that it's, she's never taking responsibility for being wrong or doing the wrong thing. She's always saying that she was tricked or misled and like changing her story to fit the narrative to sell whatever she's doing. So for her to be like, oh, I was, it was fraudulent. I don't think she feels like she could sell as much or that she doesn't want to look bad in that way. Like she's never gone like, oh, I, this was all me and I was just misled. Like she's saying like, I was, I was tricked. I didn't have the information. I didn't know. And I'm I'm sorry I did that, but I didn't know. Um, even when she says maybe it was a demon and sort of jokes about it, but like, you'll, you'll shit on all these other cultures. Like it's, do you know what I mean? Like she can't admit to doing anything that was not amazing because of this, I think Jesus complex that she has. Right. And I think like that superiority that I said earlier that I had sensed in her, I think that makes a lot more sense now when you're talking about like narcissistic tendencies that like you think you're so much smarter and better than everybody that you don't feel like you have to give an excuse or a reason behind something because you think that like, Oh, these people, they won't understand. They won't get it. I don't need to explain this. Exactly. That whole idea that you are holier than thou is the thing that is a big reason people leave religions. And so you, she was bringing it to spirituality however right. you want to slice that and now I think it's super interesting that she's not playing that, that running that script that every patriarchal everything every movie every show always runs which is that it's all a trick to deceive people she's not going with that that to me is like the craziest part of the whole story I think it really shows that she's actually better suited for religion like the tricks and the the techniques and the tactics that she was using in this quote unquote new age world. Um, I think she's actually better suited to be peddling religion. Yeah. They can have her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I think that anybody who denounces this stuff, I've seen people try to pose questions to her about um, like her stance on, on gay marriage and all that kind of stuff. And she won't say a single freaking thing. So it's like, you know, you know what she what she does and what she for. Also, I tried to find evidence of somebody who worked with her, like telling what actually happened. Like I was hoping that so Radley Valentine is the person who does all of or did all of the decks with Doreen. Um, I think he like illustrated, right? Mm, something. I mean, they definitely co-created a bunch of decks together. Yes, and he is an openly gay man. 
Bless you. So I was like, maybe there's a really cool perspective. Like he does not spill the tea ever. I can't find him spilling any tea. I'm so bummed about it. <laughs> um, really interesting. But I, also his name is on a lot of stuff with her. So I, the fact that it's so tight lipped makes me think that there's some sort of legal thing that she has going on. So people can't. Yeah. There's like NDAs and stuff that they can't speak on it. She, she badmouths Hay House a lot, but I've never heard Hay House make a statement about her. Yeah. Cause they're still making all the money off her stuff because there's all these people who are constantly like, like newbies who, who don't know anything about it. They don't know the history of Doreen. So they just buy her decks without knowing any of that. Exactly. So again, Doreen says that any of the proceeds from her stuff that people sell that she now claims is demonic. In fact, she says they should be burned, not just don't use. She says to burn them. Um, Gladly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, she says that she just told Hay House to donate all to charity. She doesn't say what charity. She doesn't say where it goes to. She doesn't talk about an agreement with them. I can't find anything about like a Hay House charity that gets it. Like if Hay House was doing that, wouldn't they be like wanting everyone to know? Yes. Yes. It's like fishy, right? Yeah. Well, this, this is suspect. If anybody has other theories or knows something or found an interview that we didn't talk about, please send it to us. Yes, please. Yeah. Even again, if it's just your theory and it's even if it's crazy, you know, I love theories. So like, go ahead and tell us, I want to hear what you guys think about this. Um, I also just want to say it's fine to be both religious and into like spiritual stuff. There's no rule against that in my book. In fact, I'm more for no rules than anything, but being, I feel like this points to like an interesting issue of like where that can go really wonky. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, we know lots of people who are both religious and spiritual, if those are the terms you want to use. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've never gone off the deep end like this. No. And so I don't, I don't also don't like that. She sort of paints the picture of, of people who are religious that way, because I don't feel like that's fair. It's not for the religious people, to be honest. Right. So there you go. That's my Doreen virtue stuff. What do you think? Well, I hate all of it, <laughs> but, but thank you. Thank you for your work and your knowledge, but it's such a tumultuous tale. I mean, ugh, it's, it's a lot. I wonder if Doreen virtue was one of those sisters we talked about in the mediumship episode, the Fox system. Yeah. Like maybe she's still reliving that whole thing. Maybe I'm just going to throw this out there right now. I'm I'm telling you a few more, give it a few more years. She's probably going to come back and then denounce the church and spill all those secrets to sell books. Yeah. And we're going to replay this episode for everybody saying that we called it. Told you. Can't be trusted. All right. So thank you, Heather. You're welcome. Um, let's put a positive spin on this and just say, that if you're going to like point to how spiritual stuff is like bad or wrong, and you're going to use Doreen as an example, we're going to come back and say, she does not represent us. She's clearly a liar. We're not interested. Yeah. I think she's the example of both the bad of intuition and the bad of religion. She's got it all. Good point. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for chatting about Doreen and, and letting me make you mad for an hour. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye, Jay.
Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.